Welcome to another episode of AdventuresIn.net. I'm Sean Kleber, your host, and with me today are just panelists, so we're going to have lots of fun. We've got Caleb Wells. Hey, yo. Hey. And Y. Lou. How you doing? Hey, Y. I'm doing as good as I can with all the pandemic stuff going around. Yeah, considering. (laughs) Yeah, considering. Have you heard of Atwood's Law? He says that anything that can be built in JavaScript eventually will be built in JavaScript. And that includes mobile apps. You can build awesome mobile apps and Apple TV and other apps with React Native. Come check us out every week as we talk about some of the ins and outs of building mobile apps with JavaScript and with React on React Native Radio. You can find it at reactnativeradio.com. It's been four weeks and the the farthest I've been is my mailbox. So it's it's been five weeks for us, I think now. But yeah. I've, I've been getting out of the house. I've been going on grocery runs for the family. But it's, uh, it's definitely interesting, right, in the pandemic, having to, to go out wearing uh, masks and uh, gloves and all that stuff. And my yeah. wife has some concerns regarding, you know, what we're calling the big germ for my four-year-old. So when I get home from grocery runs, I have to strip naked outside. <laughs> with, uh, with all the groceries outside the door before I go in the house. At least and, you're in the South where it's a, a little warm. Oh, you know? yeah. It's, <laughs> come up here yeah, and no. try that. <laughs> no. the, 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 te- the temperature's not the problem. <laughs> but we're making it work, right? You, you got to do what you got to do. So how about you, Juan? How, how's your uh, family? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember how long we've been locked down now. I've been stripping naked and stuff. I have been going out. <laughs> but then, yeah, we got we only go out very rarely just to just to buy groceries and things like yeah, that. Yeah, no. right. I heard you're doing but, uh, virtual parties. Is that something? Yeah, I'm actually um, a little bit hungover, actually, um, <laughs> now, that you, now that you mentioned it. Basically, yeah, it's, it's weird that I used to actually never get to see my friends uh, because I every Friday night or whatever, they'd always go to a pub and drink and things like that and me having kids it's it's, it's a lot harder for me to, to be out there right. now but now because of the lockdown um i'm actually forced to um they're, they're, they can't go to the pubs anymore so they've, they've been having these zoom parties which i can join in so it's essentially cool. just everyone hops on zoom yeah. they, they start drinking and then they start having a chat so like you don't need a designated to, driver that's that's awesome yeah exactly <laughs> it's a good way to get us through these times i guess these weird weird times so. right right <laughs> Well, we'll take it easy on you today then. <laughs> so, so I don't um, need no sleep, so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Before we get started, I wanted to start doing something as, as much as I can, and that's yeah. start offering some tips to our, our listeners and things like that when I find something that's, that's valuable, I think. And uh, recently I was working on a project and I found an issue with the model binder for .NET Core. Hmm. And that's okay. if... If you're using UTC date times in the model binder, it will actually convert that to a local time instead of keeping it as a UTC time. So Microsoft is aware of this, but I just want to let everybody out there that's knowing that if they're using .NET Core and the model binder to a date, net, a date time type mm-hmm. using UTC, that there's a workaround that they need to put into place. And I'll put it in the show notes so people can get to that. 
But I, I yeah, saw that, that and it was like, okay, that's not the time I was expecting to be coming into my right. my API. So yeah, that can be a pretty nasty bug as well, isn't it? That could cause yeah. all kinds of issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you've, you've got if you guys are using Core, which I think I know you are, Caleb. Yeah. Um, check this out because it also has a workaround in there from Damien Edwards. Okay. So that should help th- out a lot of people. I think we're actually um, a lot of our date time stuff. Our clients can set their time zone inside the application, and so we're managing a lot of that with Moment inside of Angular, and then just saving it out on the back end. But that's it's definitely good to know, right? Just in case you start. But what you say when you're saving it to the back end, are you yeah. using UTC so um, that people are in different time zones end up getting no. the same time? We're no, we're actually saving it. This is one kind of one of the stipulations from the from the old application from our boss. We're saving it in the time zone that they've got selected on the front end. No. and the servers are in Atlanta, so it gets time stamped, you know, like Atlanta time. But when it pulls back out, we make sure it's their time zone time. <laughs> so, uh, right, date times are nasty in general. Issue you've you've got can make it a little nastier. So, thank you, Sean. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the topic for today is going to be how do we work from home, you know, and right. do a good job and keep focused and what things right. help us working right. remotely. Uh, working from home, however you wanted to look at it. So yeah, who wants yeah. to go for it with, with their first, you know, working from home advice? Well, I mean, I'll go first. One of the one of the first pieces of advice is to have a door that locks. Especially you have you have young children like I do, a four year old. That's something that, that he has had to adjust to. And he hasn't been very happy about it, but he's he's adjusted to it. You know, and I, I think there's a number of things we can talk from a uh, a technical standpoint of how you set up your machines and what you do, right? But, you know, I think one of the things that, that the three of us have discussed previously is uh, trying to set up a routine, right? Why? I, I know that you you have kids too, right? Young kids, and the routine can make all the difference. Yeah, I think so. Like, not just for, for, for me, but also for the kids as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot harder for us as well. I mean, like, working from home, like, you're right about the locks, but the thing is we can't do the locks because we've got, we both have full-time jobs, me and my wife, and oh, we've got yeah. two kids. So <laughs> essentially my routine now is to get up really, really early. So I get yeah. up at, I start, I start about seven and I work to about six or seven. Um, okay. And I just take, I just take long breaks gotcha. throughout the day to kind of homeschool them a little bit. My yeah. wife does that as, as well. And okay. we just try to make it work that way. And I think it's because we've got two kids, it's kind of almost, in some ways, it's almost better than one, just because they don't get as bored. They can um, they can uh, occupy each other. Yeah, so you're working, yeah. Even you're working then, more hours, but you got more breaks and things like that in between. Kind of, yeah. I'm also really busy at work as well, unfortunately. So, <laughs> so sometimes I, I, it's not as many breaks as I'd like. But I'm, I'm I think that's the only way to really for me to 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 to, to make it work to have kids to to take the care of the kids and also to take care of my responsibilities at work. So. Well, and for the people listening, I would hope that their their bosses or their their companies would would be flexible. You know why, right? Of course, my job's a full time job. But my wife, hers is part time, so she's working six a.m. till ten a.m. 
And then I start working from 10 a.m. and I work to 6.30. So I watch yeah. him in the morning and then she watches him the rest of the day, you know, and we, and we make it work, right? Yeah, but, yeah. And TV watches them as well a little bit. So yeah. like, um, yeah. there's also, yeah. they're probably watching a little bit more TV than I'd like, to be honest. Right, yeah. But I mean, it's, yeah, there's no other. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I think right, Netflix just do. said that their, sub, their subscriber base just really skyrocketed. Right. Yeah, I think they were saying they had to, I think, lower the resolution of the, the default resolution. On yeah, YouTube. in some countries, they, yeah, they've done yeah. that. But I think their their subscribers, have, you know, yeah. jumped by like For 100 sure. million people or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. crazy. Disney Plus has been has been great. It's working out very well. Oh, yeah. I've been <laughs> thinking about joining that one as well. But <laughs> Well, it's it's actually cheaper than Netflix now, right? With, with you know, Gideon AG is... There's tons to watch, and then you have access to all the Marvel stuff and the Pixar stuff, and so yeah, so that's been yeah. good, been good. CBS, I, CBS just had a, a free 30 day trial. Oh, so for I, their all I access. I jumped on that. Yeah, cool. for the all access, I jumped on that so I could watch uh, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard. And yeah, get all those yeah. done before the 30 days runs up. <laughs> but, uh, but they're good. They're they're good. So you know, yeah. I might have to resubscribe. You know when the next season comes out, so yeah, so that's where it gets you, right? Now they get you in a few shows, and then you just oh, right, (laughs) right, right, yeah. But you know, like with us, meetings-wise, trying to schedule them at at appropriate times so that they don't sap my focus and and you know derail my day. For instance, we we you know we kind of have like a developer stand up, right, and we were doing it in 10.30, so I'd have time to settle in. I don't really need 30 minutes to settle in. And so I was ending up, you know, wasting my time checking email or doing unproductive stuff. And mm. it, it, it starts my day off, you know, poorly. <laughs> and, yeah. and it can snowball from there. So we bumped it up to 10.05. I'm like, give me five minutes to get in my seat and we'll have <laughs> our meeting and then, then we can get back to work, right? So, yeah, I'd yeah. rather I'd rather have the stand-ups at the start of the day. Yeah, rather than just some small sliver of time before it. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, you're right. It's that kind of stuff. But to agree to start at the same time, or what's the? Yeah, yeah. But the, but they they were all cool with it because they're actually working normal hours, eight to four thirty, because they their oh, kids okay. are older, right? So it works out for them too. They get a good two, still get a good two hours in the morning where they can get some stuff knocked out, and then we have a short meeting and then go about our business. So, have you guys been using all those like you know remote debugging tools like Live Share and things like that? Um, My coworkers have actually used yeah Live Share through Visual Studio, and they said it's worked great because they're the two of them are actually working on a piece together right now while I'm focused mm. on some, some front end stuff. And they said yeah, it's, imagine, it's actually been been good. I imagine the usage rates of Live Share would be like. Netflix, wouldn't it? Right oh, now, absolutely. Smash, so. Right. So, so I have, I've been wanting to do some live share, but really we've been using Teams the most. Oh, okay. Yeah, Teams. Teams. And so just when it's just a couple of people, you can just you know, share your screen and yeah. go along for there. And then, you know, mm. I think Microsoft is really trying to push a lot of updates to Teams now to kind of compete with okay. other platforms like Zoom. And I just saw that Facebook's mm. coming out with their own. And yeah. oh, the, like that's that, going to be so. a big area, I think. Now, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're using uh, Slack for all of our meetings and keeping up 
track and sharing screens, like for our dev meetings, our larger dev meetings, we're using Slack. But the live share stuff, uh, I think, works really well. And Sean, if you ever need someone to live share with, just let me know. I'm here for you, man. <laughs> All right. I can't promise that I'll actually be any any use well, live sharing. <laughs> well, how much Angular unit testing do you do? Because I've been doing a lot of a lot of that lately. Actually, I have been too. And this may be a, a topic for uh, another um, episode, yeah. but figuring out what unit testing tools use in Angular and what is a meaningful test for the front end. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a big deal. That's a, that's a big topic, I reckon, and it's, it's good, yeah. actually. But this um, is a .NET podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, well, hey. A lot of .NET is used .NET. We, we can mix <laughs> it in. <laughs> yeah, as long as we say a web API backend. Yeah, something like oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. But, you know, I mean... I know it's tough when I was there, but I have struggled with that as well when testing in Angular. Like, well, what, right. what, what should I test? How, what, how do I make useful tests and things like that? Right. So. so, hey, Sean, it turns out you and I are dealing with the same thing. Yeah, we can <laughs> we, we can get together offline and uh, I'll give you my pointers and you give me yours. All right. <laughs> so are there things that you like to, you think is better for setting up your workstation environment that helps with working remotely? Well, I'm, I'm assuming that most developers are using some kind of uh, VPN to access their office setups. I guess it depends, right? If you, if you have uh, dev boxes at your office, and if you have a lot of SQL stuff, databases that are set up on your local machines, we're, we're in that, that situation. So we, we have to use a VPN but as far as that goes, one of the things I have done, and this was a suggestion of one of my coworkers, VPNs can be slow, right? You know, you get on one on your PC and it slows everything else down. Like, right, if you want to watch YouTube or Netflix while you're working, it doesn't work very well through the VPN. So, yeah, if you if your uh, VPN is tunneling everything through it, yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I I've, I saw a story where a lot of VPNs are really getting overloaded right now because they oh, just yeah. weren't. You know, they weren't ready for this much traffic and this many right. people to be working remotely and going through them. So yeah. what we're actually doing is, well, he's using VirtualBox. I'm using Hyper-V because Hyper-V is already installed on Windows. I'm just going to turn it on. But I set up a virtual machine on Hyper-V and have the VPN and all the work stuff inside of the virtual machine so that my, my PC's data and bandwidth is separate. So it doesn't negatively impact the other stuff I'm, I'm doing. And, and I'll add, Microsoft is actually providing a couple of free VMs, there may be more, that you can basically set up for Hyper-V, VirtualBox, what is it, Parallels? There's a number of them. And they're evaluation copies, so they only last 30 to 90 days. But you can always just spin one back up or you know do a snapshot, right? So that's what I've been doing. What about y'all? So with, with my work, like because I work for the government, um, right. we've, had, we've, we've had a lot of um, scaling issues because I think our uh, existing yeah. remote solution was either Citrix or I think it's, it's a technology called Direct Access, which is you just saying, like you log in f- to your laptop and then it kind of goes into a VPN type thing. But it, it went, we went from, I don't know, maybe 10% of the workforce being on, on that network at any one yeah. time to... Know, almost 2,000 people. So wow. uh, I think they've, they've kind of yeah. managed to fix a lot of the, the scaling issues. But 
yeah, there were times um, when, when we first started where like you'd be like trying to get an email out and you just you just couldn't. We also found that we, we started to embrace things that are off the network because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, it is a bottleneck. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we've, we've embraced Microsoft Teams a lot, actually. So the government, the Australian government has their own kind of, it's called GovTeams. It's kind of like a, their own um, instance of, of Microsoft Teams and cool. it's a lot smoother to, <laughs> to to use and all that stuff. And it's weird. We, we went from overnight, we basically went from everyone using email and, and things like that to just embracing an actual modern communication channel like right. uh, like Microsoft Teams. So everyone's nice. you know having their daily stand up on 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 Teams and you know playing with the, the funny backgrounds as well. So, yeah. <laughs> like, so I think I'm a little lucky in that the VPN that I use doesn't force everything to be tunneled through it. Okay. Yeah. The stuff that needs to get to the protected servers. Okay. So yeah. anything okay. that goes out yeah. to public just goes over over my network. But yeah. when I need to connect into the the web servers or the SQL server to right. uh, upload files or do anything that, then that goes through the VPN. Gotcha. Yeah. For a while, I actually had two laptops sitting on my desk because one for the, for the network stuff that right. I had to do and then one for just the non-network stuff, you know, like just to make it work. You guys actually reminded me, and this was several months ago, so before the pandemic, my boss had actually set up, go to my PC accounts for people in the office. And he gave accounts to the devs as well. And we basically said, we can't develop <laughs> to go to my PC. It's not, it's not built for that, right? Multiple screens mm-hmm. and the screen refresh. It's, it, you know, right? If you're doing simple stuff, um, sure. But we're like, we can't do this. So that's when we actually set up the VPN in the office, which, yeah, it has its issues, but it's much better then uh, go to my PC and and it turns out right that now everyone in the office is using the VPN and there's only 13 of us so it's not it's not a huge issue but he canceled all of our go to my PC accounts because we don't need them mm. <laughs> so, so save the boss a little money there I mean the more the more you can use solutions that are on the cloud basically the better yeah you know, like, yeah um, like I said more so yeah just because you know those things can scale and they're designed to scale so. right. Right. So for me, one thing that I've done is I've tried to set up my workstation environment pretty much like I was when I was in the office. Okay. So I recently bought a new sit-stand desk. Yeah, cool. And it works really well. I had one that was at the office, so that's the same. And then I got a good monitor set up, so I've got two 4K monitors. And then I actually bought a, a keyboard and mouse switch. So that, yeah. you know, I've I've got like three laptops and two desktops, mm. depending on what I'm working on. Right. So I bought a switch so that I could use one set of keyboard and and a mouse for yeah, each that makes one such a big difference in that machines. <laughs> you just click right. a button, you can, instead of having to use a different mouse and things like that. Right. So. right. I was yeah. looking at finding a, a a KVM system that would support everything. Uh, KVM being keyboard, video, and video and mouse. Yeah. Video uh, mouse. Yeah. But I found a shortcoming. A lot of those is they don't retain an active monitor mm. connection for the desktops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you switch off of one, the computer says, oh, I just lost my monitors. So then oh, when you switch yeah, back yeah. to it, all the right. windows and the screens actually get moved around. Get moved around yeah. because, oh, I have monitors again. Right. So a lot of the cheaper ones yeah, don't, don't keep that active connection. Yeah. And to get that active connection to all the desktops, 
they become pretty pricey. So I said, well, right. I guess I'll just use the, the input switching on my monitors and do that for the monitors and then gotcha. use the other switch, which was like 50 bucks for doing the yeah. keyboard mm-hmm. and mouse. So is that, is that like a dock you're talking about? Is that, is that uh, the first thing you were saying? Like a well, what you actually have dock? set up. Yeah. So, so you have a keyboard and mouse switch, just not the video switch. Right. Oh, okay. It basically looks like a, I, I don't know if I can get it onto the screen here, but it's, Basically, it looks like a you little your background uh, just <laughs> yeah yeah sorry and then our like, 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 uh, like a little USB hub gotcha. is yeah, basically yeah. what it looks like and then it's got switches on the top so I can yeah select which one I want and it has up to four four outputs yeah. and then two inputs two inputs one being the keyboard and one being the mm-hmm. mouse and then four outputs to go to up to four computers. Well, and okay. I just want to let our listeners put know. A, I'll find that and put that in the notes in case anybody wants to see what, it. Um, what Wyatt's talking about. Sean is in a hangar bay from Star Wars. So, <laughs> so and we, I hate that y'all can't see it, but but he's yeah. he's he's ready to go to war. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about. For me, I've I've done the KVM stuff previously, but like you, Sean, I, I have several desktops in my office for different things. I actually, I have a three monitor setup, and all of my computers are running Windows 10 Pro. So I remote into the PCs as needed. I'm primarily on my, my main PC, which is also my gaming PC, which can become a problem, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I can go back and forth um, between the three of them fairly easily. My wife also shares my office for her work. And she has a morning meeting and she's gotten several comments from her colleagues like, man, that's a, that's a rig you got behind you. What is that? She's like, oh, my husband's a developer. <laughs> right? and, that, <laughs> and that explains it. <laughs> so, yeah. How about, you know, video conferencing has become really big now with right. Zoom and Teams and things like that. Mm. What kind of setup do you use for video conferencing? Just the camera that's built into your laptop and microphone or I actually have a separate camera, a creative camera. It's a, it's a cheapy. I mean, you guys can see it's not, it's not great, but it does, it does the job. It's attached to my desktop PC. And then of course we've got the big deal uh, mics because the podcasting, but right. But you can use any, any headset really. And as far as light is concerned, I'm not, I'm not photogenic or pretty anyway, so I don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, do you find people are turning on their cameras or not? Because I find that a lot of meetings, I don't know, maybe it's just we're kind of just get, we're getting used to it, but a lot of times, I, I always turn it on at the start of the meeting, yeah, but most right. people don't turn it on. <laughs> so then and, I end up turning it off. So. In, in just about all the meetings I'm in, we turn on the cameras off and on. I mean, you know, you may start with the cameras, turn them off. My wife's, it's always on. And they've actually had the issues that some of the companies have had where people show up in improper dress and forget <laughs> that their video is on. <laughs> yeah, it's happened to her. Um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> right. Wait, has it happened to her colleagues or has it happened to, to colleagues. her specifically? Yeah. <laughs> um, one of her colleagues showed up in just shorts and it was a guy, but but he sits oh. down, he sat down it was like he was going to the pool, right, for a company meeting, <laughs> and everybody's oh, like, I, "Yeah, they're like you. You realize you're you're not wearing a shirt. 
And he's like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so wait, do you, do you guys actually still have a kind of a dress code, even working from home? Like, is it still smart casual at least? Or is it just, because for me, it's literally whatever, to be honest. Like, I think it depends on the person, right? But if you're doing video conferencing, you want to at least have clothes on. Yeah, clothes right. on. Yeah, that's, that's you're right. Like there is a there is a low. That's a low bar, though. Right? So, right. Right. <laughs> Pajama bottoms are okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My wife's boss actually dresses up as if she were going to work every day. Makeup, you know, the, the dress outfit, Makeup. everything. Yeah, every day because it, it helps her get into that. Yeah, I guess that mode of I am going to work. I'm going to focus on work instead of focusing on home stuff. And I can see how that could be helpful, you know, if, if it gets you into the right mindset, right? Mm. So, yeah. so I've got a little background in video production and photography and things like that. So I always keep an eye on the different lighting for cameras. Yeah. I, I've yeah. been in meetings where, you know, half of a person is kind of like a yellow tint mm. and the other half of them is like a blue tint. And a lot of people don't know that if you have a, a window to the outside, Mm-hmm. normal indoor lighting, that outside light is going to be really blue. So it's mm-hmm. going to put a blue cast on your face, on your body and things like that. So if you notice on your own little video that you're watching, part of it's blue and part of it's yellow, that's because of the mixed lighting between an indoor light and an outdoor light. And the best way to fix that is to switch the bulbs in your room to a daylight mm-hmm. temperature bulb. And that'll the make sure them. outside the light. One. Right. And your, your normal inside lights are, are pretty yellow. Mm. So if you want it to be more balanced and be more accurate and you want to look better, you don't want to look like, like you're sick being blue all over. Mm. Switch your bulbs in your room to a daylight colored. So it's in all the, 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 the blue ones, are then? Or the, the white right. Ones? So the, it, they're measured in Kelvin. And usually a daylight uh, bulb is measured about 5,000 to 6,000 Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and an indoor bulb is usually like twenty eight hundred Kelvin. So mm. there is quite a difference in the temperature of the of the light. So if you're yeah, okay, if you're conscious so. of that and you want to look best, you know, bounce some lights off the wall to get a soft light in your face. But mm. then also make sure your bulbs are a daylight colored bulb. Have you thought about learning to do native iOS development? Are you using Swift at work? Or maybe you've considered writing applications for macOS. We have a podcast that covers all of that called iFreaks. We have a new panel and a lot of exciting things to talk about. So come check us out at iFreaksShow.com. So, Sean, would you suggest turning off all the lights in your room or office and just using the glow from your monitors as your light source? I've done that, uh, especially on my like 32-inch monitor. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes I will just bring up Notepad, full screen Uh, it, and then your your monitor becomes this nice, big, soft box. Okay. Right. And it looks really great. So, yeah, if, you, if your face looks dark or anything like that, and you don't have a light that you can put kind of like behind the computer or behind the camera, yeah. Yeah. bring up Notepad, just leave it blank, and make it yeah. full screen. Okay. Cool. Cool. I was, <laughs> I, I was, I was actually basically uh, telling you my setup, which does not look good, but I guess there's a better <laughs> way of doing my setup. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I can definitely tell, you know, that you have an outdoor window to your right. Yes, I do. Have, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why the things behind you are pretty blue. Right, and I have yeah. no lights on in the room. So it's, right. so it's like it's like light, dark, light, yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah. And then, cool. Caleb, you, you, your back is background is kind of yellow. 
but you can see the blue coming off the monitor because the monitor gives you more of a, a daylight color. Mm. And so that's why kind of what your, your mixed colors there. So, or I could do this, which people can't see, but did it just get really white? Yeah. 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 Did. That, what, is that I, notepad? It's no, it's, it's actually notepad plus plus. But yeah, oh, that's, that's extra white, <laughs> extra bright. Huh? <laughs> uh, good to know. Cool, very cool. So, one of the things that uh, I want to, to talk about, and and I know from a developer standpoint, I think we're we're all well, most of us are pretty used to doing some cloud-based stuff, whether it's our Git repositories or services or web hosting. But one of the things that recently had a conversation with my boss was disaster recovery or, you know, in Louisiana, we get hurricanes and it's coming up, the season's coming up. So not only are we dealing with a pandemic, we're also dealing with what if we lose power to the office or we have to evacuate. And some of our coworkers are having to figure out interesting workarounds to be able to do their jobs if they lose access to the office. But, but we tell them as far as we're concerned, it honestly doesn't impact us a ton. I mean, we won't be VPing into the office anymore, but we can pull all of our repos down locally. We can get backup copies or SQL stuff if needed, and uh, we'll be fine. Uh, are you guys in kind of the same position? I think um, for us, um, we've, we've, we've got Azure DevOps, I think. That's what we use. So yeah, we're, we're generally okay with that. But yeah, so when you mean disaster recovery, you also mean your product application? Like where's your... Where, where's your company's production app? Oh, yeah. Our, our servers are based out of Atlanta. And, of course, there's redundancy there. And then we have, we're starting, we're moving stuff to Azure as we go. So it's more of our, our local dev boxes, yeah. right? Oh, and, our, okay. and our local PCs with all the SQL databases that we're running there. Oh, okay. Um, you know, what happens if we, we lose access to those? Right, because because so. we've got we've got laptops basically, so and we've we've always had them as well. So I think yeah. I was talking about the doc before. So we've like our setup is literally everyone has a laptop, and then there's all these in in, in our in our work office. There's yeah. all these desks, and you just find a desk, or you find your desk, okay. and then you just plug your PC into the dock, and then it just right. you know, it, it just works, I guess. So then you can you can you can use it on any any anyone's desk. So. So for us, it's always been everything's on your laptop, gotcha. and then your laptop's your, it's, it's like a remote desktop image as well. So yeah, so that's all also backed up. Our boss prefers desktops, so so everything's desktop in the office. Yeah. But that yeah. but who knows that that might change <laughs> after <Yeah>. this. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I mean I think the, the 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 laptops have just been really good because it means I can yeah. go to a meeting and I can still have access to my to my my computer. You know, like a lot of times right. I'll. I'll write the notes in, you know, if I'm going to a meeting where I have to take notes, I'll just write it um, on my laptop as I go kind of thing instead of having a pen and paper, et cetera. So. Yeah, yeah. Been using Azure DevOps uh, a lot more recently. You know, I've, I've used it for a long time, just like Azure Repos and just that and maybe some application insights. But lately I've been trying to learn how to do more in the Azure Pipelines. Yeah, yeah. And yep. so I've been yeah. trying to set up my build system using Azure Pipelines. Right. And I've got it building, everything building successfully right now off, off my repo. And what I'm trying to learn is how to get the different configuration environments and different files based upon what environment I'm building for. So am I right. building for my local machine? Am I building for the test server? Or am I right. building for production? And I'm trying to learn how to get those different 
yeah. the different settings and different configuration and files yeah. when they get deployed. They're not always yeah. the same files depending on the environment. So that's what I'm trying to learn. I think those that's, things are yeah. such um, so useful once you get them set up. They're a bit messy to to get it set up, but um, once you get them set up, you know you 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 gain so much productivity. You know if you deploy using one button, you know like yeah, yeah. I uh, discussed it with my co. We're 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 using a bamboo, and it's on one of our machines at the office. So if we lost that, we have to manually. Um, build stuff, which we could do. I suggested Azure Pipelines, but they were concerned about the cost, right? Because of the unit hours or whatever. You have, you haven't found that to be an issue, Sean? Well, I'm I'm using off my MSDN credits right now, so oh, okay. it's not really costing me anything. But okay. I mm-hmm. mean, it depends on how many times you need to do a build and how long each build takes. So right, right. So you, yeah. so you don't have like a everyone uses the same solution, or or does for us, yeah. No, we're um we're all using bamboo. Yeah. But it right when we when we do a push to a repo or a specific branch, it automatically starts the build process and the testing. And I think maybe that's what they were concerned about is as our tests grow, right, the the process is gonna take longer and gonna be more involved. So that's why we're still using da- uh, bamboo at this point. Yeah, when I do a push, it only get takes about five minutes for it to Okay. Finish the build for me. So, yeah. And I, I don't do it that often. So, once or cool. twice a day. Okay. Good deal. One other thing I wanted to, to mention, and hopefully no one has issues like this, but we've had some of our, my coworkers have run into this with remote desktop through a VPN where your, your desktop will intermittently freeze. And you think your mouse stops working or something happens and you actually have to close uh, remote desktop and reopen it. It's a bug that was introduced in the 19 or three update, which is kind of old. And supposedly it's been fixed several times, but I guess people are still having the issue. So I'll add a link to that in the show notes. Another one is you remote in and you get a black screen with your mouse pointer and that's it. And you can't do anything. And that, that one's actually worse, right? Because you can't reboot your machine. You, know, you can run into other issues. And there's, there's also a, a fix for that one. That one, the way that Windows handles the graphic drivers for the desktop has changed. And by default, it's not configured. But if it's not configured or enabled, it uses the new version instead of the old graphic driver. And the new graphic driver has issues. It can give you the black screen. <laughs> So you would think not configured, it would fall back to the old version at least for a while, but that's not the case. So if anybody has had those issues, I'm sure they probably already fixed them, right? Because we devs know how to Google foo, but mm-hmm. I'll put them in the, the show notes anyway. These are like bonus tips of the week. Hey, there you go. Hey, hey. Do you guys tend to uh, listen to music when you're at home? You like to have yeah. music playing while you're, while you're working? Does it help you focus? I don't know, like, it's weird. So, like, um, if I do listen to music, it has to be music that doesn't have any lyrics. Otherwise, I'll just get too into the song. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. it's probably just, yeah, not really. Like, I guess that it's mainly just because the house is loud enough with kids as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I started listening to music, it'd have to be some, you know, like, kids' song, Wheels on the Bus. Or <laughs> like, um, like, so. I actually you guys? think I've, uh, I think I've mentioned this before. Soundtrack. But I use uh, Brain.fm, which is not 
it's not real music. It's like uh, AI generated. Oh, with yeah. no I think you mentioned that in the other the, the focus right. podcast. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. And if and if I actually do turn it on and use it, it's helpful. Uh, you are, you, are you doing through um, earphones or just uh, yeah. speakers? Yeah, headphones through my phone or through their web app. So yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. But it, I, it I have to help. remember to use it, or actually, you know, if I don't, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm all over the place. So I'm finding I'm moving around the house a lot as well. Like my setup, yeah. like I, I mainly work just on the kitchen table or the dining table, but yeah. I, I sometimes I move to the backyard and sometimes I move cool. to where the kids are, etc. As well, um, yeah. it's, I have to do it because taking care of the kids but also it kind of um changes like the i don't know it kind of just spices things up sometimes it's kind of nice just to sit in the backyard while the yeah. kids are running around um and then just you know be on the laptop so i'm working there so. i've gotten very spoiled with my three monitors so when i switch to my laptop it's like alt yeah. tab you know all the time right yeah um, yeah but yeah 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 i find if i find myself getting you know really tired or really drained the ma- the music tends to get louder and faster paced music, you know, really helps me out there, you know. <laughs> well, uh, you you you're you're a rock kind of guy, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Sean? So you I like get your, really uh, into the energy of the music. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't pay attention to, to the lyrics so much, but yeah. I I'm an eighties kid, so you know, <laughs> I used to have some hair that I could headbang and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was that was for me. <laughs> One of the things that I'm going to bring up is how the pandemic is going to change people's perceptions of uh, working remotely or, you know, how that factors into our everyday lives going forward. And this actually a discussion we've already had with, with my boss. Before this, we were working remotely two days a week, and now we're discussing doing three or four. <laughs> which he's he's a little hesitant but again it's one of those things where we're still getting our work done five days a week right we for us we've been doing it for five weeks now and it's just kind of a you have to change your mindset and your perception of working remotely do you guys see that changing i do i do i i think you know as i think uh supervisors were probably have hesitant before mm-hmm. because they really thought productivity would probably go down Right but now, this is kind of forces them into learning. Okay, did productivity change, and did it mm. go down by as much as I thought it would, or did it even stay the same, or even go up? Right. And I think based upon the results out of this, since it's going to be at least you know maybe a month or more of a sample size, that if they see that things kept on going as well as it was when everybody's in the office, I think they're going to be more open to letting people work from home. Yeah, I think it's definitely, a, yeah, there was definitely always a stigma from working from mm-hmm. home. Like we always had the option, well, we always had the option as long as you jump through all the hoops to sort of right. to get it to happen. But it was always like, you can work from home, but it's actually more of a favor for you. You know, like you mm-hmm. got kids and you have to you have to do all these things. Um, so we'll let you work from home, but we need to keep an eye on you, blah, blah. But I think through this, I'm, I'm thinking that it's, I hope like it, there's more of a realization that allowing your you know, workplace flexibility and things like that is is actually a competitive advantage like right. for a start it's it's actually really easy for me to, to do my hours um i mm. you know there's no commuting no, no commuting automatically gives me about an extra two hours a day you know like there's cost savings to the organization you know you just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's expensive to keep desks for everyone and, and things like that you know so 
yeah, I just hope that yeah, after this, there there will be more of a realization that you know you, you should only really need to go into the office, like you should only, you should only go in the office if you actually need to, you know, and, and and allow workers to actually work from home. But I think there is like that that thing about control and management being wary that you know that the perception that if you work from home you're not actually working, but you know in many cases you actually are, you know, and and mm-hmm. I mean there, there are good and there are pluses and minuses, but. I would say that overall, I've probably been more productive working from home than I have been um, working um, in, in the office, just because I can nice. I can do more hours these days, and yeah. you know I'm I'm more flexible. You know? so. Right, right. I, I think teams end up managing themselves because yeah. if you're on a team and you're all working from from home, mm-hmm. and they find out that you know one member of the team or whatever just doesn't seem to be around as much or is not yeah. really contributing a lot, I think the entire team kind of says, okay, this person isn't, isn't doing it, isn't cutting it right. So yeah, they'll, they'll self true. monitor. Yeah. People, absolutely. people are social creatures. They, they, you know, it, it does affect them when you're in, um, like, you know, you're, you, you will probably get people who are like, who, who won't affect them at all. But I think most people will try to do the right thing yeah. if it's not for the organization, but for, for their, for their workmates and, you know. Well, and you know, why you brought up a, a good point, the commute. Like, I, I don't think Sean, neither Sean nor I really have much of a commute. I think mine's, you know, 10 minutes. But yeah. if you have, uh, <laughs> you know, an hour commute one way, that's that's a lot of time. And also think about the fewer cars on the roads, less accidents, less uh, congestion, yeah. less, you know, gas, right? I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not it's not an hour one way, but you got to factor in the fact that you know you got to drive, and then you got to yeah. like get so get there, you got to find parking, and then you got to work yeah. to your work. You know, all, all those all those things. You got to yeah. get dressed. You know, like oh, things right. like that. You know, so, like oh. <laughs> yeah. Talking about yeah. gas, you know, I saw on the news the other day, some place in the in the Midwest was selling it for ninety seven cents a gallon. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, oh, what, wow. so what is that per liter? What would that be per like liter? Thirty like cents or forty cents per liter? Yeah, twenty five or thirty cents per liter. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm even the petrol price like below zero now. Like, yeah, it have... it went negative. Yeah. So what yeah. does that mean? You can buy petrol and someone will pay you for it? Like, well, no, no. Out? It's it's actually I think oil it's, futures. Yeah, it's oil oh, futures. Okay. And so what you're what you're 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 actually buying the oil to to store it somewhere to resell yeah. it, and there's nowhere to store it right now because no one's using it. So they have this glut mm. and, and right. And because they don't have anywhere to store it and they can't stop pumping. Cause I, my understanding is it's actually more expensive to stop and restart a month later than it is just to keep pumping. It's is very it? okay. weird, right? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird uh, industry. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You're, you're basically, they're paying you to take the oil off their hands and store it somewhere. Right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so, but there's nowhere to store it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's weird things like that. Like I was, I remember just driving home like about mm-hmm. a month ago, and I saw these this field with tons yeah. of cars parked there, and I was like, okay, it's like a convention. Like, and it was just, it was just they just kept being parked there, and I think it turned out that these were rental cars. So it used to be that most rental cars would never, you, you know, you, like most rental car companies would never have enough space for all their cars because some of right. them would always be kind of being rented yeah. out at any one time, but now none yeah. of them are being rented out. So there's hmm. patch, there's large fields where people are essentially putting their cars, you know, like that are being rented um, now. So. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. There's so many side effects to the pandemic, isn't it? Like right. good and right. bad. So yeah. even the pollution in India is getting better. 
Mm. Nice. Yep. Yep. And probably in China and things like that as well. So, you know, this, the, the, as bad as this pandemic has been and probably will continue to be, you know, it, it might actually help the climate. Mm. Right. Sure. Although, just, I imagine it's just over. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as it's right. over, everyone's going to go back. <laughs> well, all the canals in Venice are clear for the first time. Yeah. And, huh. you know, people yeah. can't remember. And I actually saw, I think there was like fish or something that were in the canals. It's like, that was never <laughs> happened before, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And some of the zoos, some of the zoos are letting some of their animals just walk around wherever they want to go. Like <laughs> <we're> <laughs> eating each other. Like, the oh. penguins walk around and and watch the aquarium or the or the bears or things like that it's kind of hilarious yeah. what's going on well and you know um we're, we're not having to wash down bourbon street every night you know so that's that uh you know definitely makes a difference are you building applications with Vue.js? then you need to check out the views on view podcast every week we bring in a guest panelist from the view community and talk about the interesting things being built with Vue or the changes coming in its ecosystem you can find it all at viewsonview.com all right, guys. Well, I think we should move on to picks. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right. So uh, I guess I'll go first, and I'm going to talk about the desk that I just bought. And I really like this desk. It's made by a company called Foley, and the version that I bought is called is the uh, Jarvis Bamboo Desk. It's an automatic, you know, sit stand desk. And what I really like about this company is you can basically pick and choose all the different elements of the desk that you want. So there's a lot of different desktop sizes and shapes that you can choose from and then they give you a lot of different choices on the color of the base you know do you want wire controls things like that they've got you know keyboard trays lots of different options that you can select and then it actually becomes fairly affordable i mean depending on what your selections are your desk can be anywhere from 400 to i paid about 700 dollars for my desk and it was it was almost fully loaded so nice. and it works works really well. Is it a is it a manual stand up desk or is it like a got a motor? No, it's powered. It? It's powered. Ah, oh, good. Yeah, because I think it. I was thinking about a stand up desk, and I figured if if it was like manually powered, I probably would just end up sitting down the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, and I bought it. And it has <laughs> it has a control that's got four different memories, so I can set oh, yeah. four different predefined heights that it goes oh, to. Okay, and it can the one I bought was with the extended reach, so it can go down pretty low and also go. Pretty high. Could lie down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you know. that works for me. Very cool. All right. What do you got? Why? Okay. So um, I was talking about those Zoom parties, those debaucherous Zoom parties I've had recently. So I thought I'd give a shout out to a game that we play on there. It's called You Don't Know Jack. It's essentially oh, yeah. a yeah. It's a it's yeah. a party game. It's an old so. game, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's yeah. um, it's essentially, I think they modernized it so that every, you you play it all on your phone. But it's actually it's actually intended for everyone to be played in the room. So what we do is we just have a Zoom session where one person has a screen share of the of the of the, of the game, and then we kind of mm. just play. It. And it's just it's just really fun. Um, like it's got all these weird quizzes and things like that. And yeah, it's just an activity you can do with your friends. You know, during the shutdown. Is Trivial Pursuit going to make a comeback? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I, I used to really enjoy that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, talking about you know, parties just reminded me of something we did yesterday with the team that I work on. We did kind of a mm. little team activity. Yeah. And we actually walked, used a plug-in for your browser called Netflix Party. Oh, okay. And oh, yeah. it allows you to everybody in the group to watch the same movie at the same time. And then it has a little chat window on the side. So you can mm-hmm. chat between each other. 
Oh, okay. So, very cool. Very Is cool. It, does it work well? Yeah, it worked pretty good. We had about maybe eight to ten people in there. Yeah. yeah. I watched uh, Spider-Man and then Into the Multiverse or something oh, okay. along those lines. So, yeah, cool. cool. Nice. So, very cool. Yeah, and it's just it's just in your browser's plug-in stores. So just look for Netflix Party. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's your pick, Caleb? Um, yeah, my pick for this week is uh, it's called App Sumo. It's a continuation of a company called King Sumo. They do like giveaways and stuff, but they've got a lot of discounted apps through different companies and a number of freebies as well. I picked up a couple of lifetime subscriptions for some applications that I use on a weekly basis. So um, yeah, check it out and see if there's anything you like. Very cool. Oh. All right, thanks guys. Yeah. And hopefully uh, people are uh, surviving at home and you know mm. you could talk you talked about you know kids and handling right. that situation you know my kid is 25 so i i don't have to worry oh. about that <laughs> deal with that so much anymore and just, right. he doesn't live at home so yeah. that works out for me yeah <laughs> wait for that All to right. happen <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah so, w- wish everybody out there and uh, yeah the best hopefully you're you're making it through this with um mm. as little Stay pain as possible Yep. Stay, safe stay safe and stay staying, I guess. So. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. If any of the listeners right. want to reach out to the show, they can follow me on Twitter. I am .NET Superhero. Da-da-da. <laughs> exactly. All right. And we'll catch everybody on the next episode of Adventures in .NET. Bye, y'all. Uh, see ya. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.